Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Backerkit and The Gadget Flow. Backerkit makes software that crowdfunding project creators use to survey backers, organize data, and manage orders for fulfillment by automating your operations and helping you print and ship faster. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am joined with Alice Chun with Quinn. Alice, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. Well, I'm excited you're on the show. Uh, You have an exciting Indiegogo campaign that's active right now. Quinn, light and power anytime, anywhere. This is a really cool, uniquely origami-inspired, foldable, portable lantern and power bank designed for life. You guys hit your funding goal in just a matter of four hours. This is a really, really cool product. I'm excited to learn about the inspiration for this and where it all began. So let's talk about that. What inspired you to create Quinn? We actually have another product called the Solar Puff, which is a smaller version, and everyone loved it so much that every we decided to do a larger Solar Puff, but also with phone charging. I'm an inventor, and basically I started this company because I wanted to help people and make lives better. My, my son, when he was born, Actually, my son's name is Quinn. When when my son was born, he had asthma. And you know there's a saying, a worried mom does better research than the FBI? Well, I started doing my research, and it turned out that one out of four kids in New York have asthma, and it's 40% higher than the rest of the country, basically due to the pollution in the air caused by energy consumption. And that's when I decided to just focus on solar energy and innovation in solar energy. I was teaching at Columbia University at the time, the Haiti earthquake happened, and I shared all of my solar research with my students. And that's when the first version of the Quinn, which is called the the Solar Puff, was, was invented. The second patent, which is for the Quinn, um, was something that I worked on for two years, uh, developing a really specific design that allowed the flat packability of, of the larger solar panels. The Quinn has larger solar panels than many other solar uh, phone chargers, which actually make it really usable. A lot of the other solar phone chargers, the solar panel is so small, it would probably takes like three to five days for it to charge the battery so ours is unique in that it has the larger solar panels and it also flat packs and with one hinged movement it turns into a beautiful 
Impressive. So you ran a Kickstarter campaign back in 2015, I think, for Solar Puff. I mean, it was yeah. a very successful campaign, over 6,700 backers. You raised over $446,000 for that campaign. What has changed, I guess, you know, and why did you not go back to Kickstarter to launch this campaign? Well, uh, one of the issues was our second Kickstarter campaign where we launched another product called the Twilight, which is a smaller version of the Solar Puff. And we came across some difficulties contacting Kickstarter. We were trying to message them, asking them for help in terms of getting us in a newsletter or helping our campaign. And I, you know, honestly, I just kept getting these boilerplate responses from Kickstarter and they weren't very helpful at all. So that's when we decided we would try Indiegogo next time. And so that's why we're on Indiegogo instead of Kickstarter right now. Interesting. So when you were creating the latest version of this product, what did that process look like? And how did you go about deciding what features to include on this design that you didn't have on the first Solar Puff design? Well, one of the things that everyone was asking us for was a larger lamp. and But we still wanted to have the compact and portability in the design. So the tricky part was developing the origami folding the folding pattern so that it flat packed and then popped open into a perfect dome so um that's what's different it also has magnets so that that it can attach to any vertical steel surface it also has phone charging so there's enough it's four thousand milliamps so it can charge two cell phones and you can have and there's a micro usb as well so you can charge it via regular outlet if you want, if you don't want to charge it with the sun. So let's talk a little bit about the prep work that you did leading up to your first Kickstarter campaign versus this current Indiegogo campaign. What's What's been different? Honestly, the first Kickstarter campaign, we were two people, myself and Stacy Kelly, my partner and co-founder. And we basically just did everything on a bootstrap and talked to our friends and we prepared and prepared and prepared in terms of letting our friends know that we were going to launch this product and we were able to actually we made our funding goal in about two days for the first kickstarter and this time we made our funding goal in less than in about four hours So I noticed on the Kickstarter campaign that you ran originally, midway through the campaign, you received a massive boost in funding coming through, almost a couple hundred thousand dollars. Was that from PR? Yes, that was from PR. I believe that was the newsletter that was sent out by Kickstarter. Interesting. So that's why you tried to reach back out to them for your next campaign to get more inclusions. Yeah. Right. And um, so, but it was, it was really difficult. I think by that time, Kickstarter had already, um, I don't know, they became, they were bought or they took on major investors. And um, I even, I even rode my bike all the way to Brooklyn and knocked on their door, their headquarters, but they wouldn't let me in. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's unfortunate. 
So on your most recent campaign on Indiegogo, you hit the campaign funding goal within four hours. What do you think was responsible for that immediate success? Um, we prepared a number of EDMs and uh, basically kind of did a soft launch before the hard launch. Um, soft launch was basically um, connecting all of our Facebook friends and our family. Um, and then the hard launch was our um, EDM blast of an already um, attained email list of customers warm customers that have been following us and love our product and love our social mission as well. So they were very responsive. And so I think that's probably why we got on such a good trend in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, you've gotten some great press, Vasco, Wired, New York Times, Forbes, USA Today, and more. What tips would you have for other creators looking to get awesome press coverage like you've secured? Sometimes it's really smart to partner with other retail stores. So for instance, our first retailer was MoMA Design Store. And because of MoMA Design's PR uh, capabilities, that was one of the reasons why we got into Wire Magazine and USA Today. And then just through our contacts in terms of working with going into LinkedIn and finding people that are editors in certain publications and trying to contact them. It's a long, very painful process, but it takes a lot of patience and it's all about developing relationships. Yeah. And talking about development, let's talk about the development of, you know, and crowdfunding a solar product like this. What's the process for, for you guys when you got started developing, you know, SolarPuff three years ago? I basically turned my studio around. I was teaching at Columbia University when the Haiti earthquake happened. And I basically said, this is enough. We, you know, all of these natural disasters keep coming more frequently. Climate change is a real thing and not fake news. And basically, I went to my dean and asked him to change, if I could change my studio to be an innovation studio to help Haiti. And that's when we realized through our research that Haiti was really a microcosm of what's happening in the rest of the world, because 2.6 billion people have no access to electricity and they're using kerosene to light their world at night. And 2 million children die because of uh, the bad toxins and fumes from it. In India, there's 30,000 house fires every year from kerosene. In South Africa, there's 200,000 burns and fires due to kerosene lanterns. And so we decided to question the solar lanterns that are out there and how they're big and bulky and they're heavy. And we decided for disaster relief, it's really important to have something that flat packs so you can fit hundreds in a box versus other solar lanterns. You can only fit like 10. And the lightness also, you're going to save on shipping costs. And the other reason why it's so flat packable and light is in third world regions, there usually aren't roads. And so people are delivering these 
these lanterns um, in bags or, or on their back. And that's what happened when we helped Nepal after the earthquake. We sent, actually from our first Kickstarter, we were able to send over um, 1,700 solar pumps to Nepal to help victims after the earthquake. And they were able to easily deliver them and they were climbing hills and mountains and sleeping in tents, getting bitten by leeches, hauling these solar pups up to the hillsides to these small villages where it was complete darkness and they all started chanting their God and celebrating all night with, with the solar pups and we have photographs of it on our website. But also, you know, it just the portability is makes it easy for disaster relief, but also for camping and hiking and for picnicking. It's really, really light, so you don't even know that it's in your your backpack. Yeah, it's very inspirational. So given that you're one of the few interviewees that has launched a campaign on both platforms, what are some of the differences that you've seen um, from each? I get different feedback. Some people say that Kickstarter has a larger membership, a larger following than Indiegogo. Indiegogo is actually the first crowdfunding web platform. I think Kickstarter happened after Indiegogo. Indiegogo actually has a, a contract that you sign with them and they give you someone from their platform to help you with your campaign, give you feedback before you launch, and also stay in touch with you during your campaign to be a kind of, to assist in your campaign, the, the time of your campaign. So that was also a big difference that we basically thought was great that they actually gave you a person from Indiegogo to help you, Absolutely. whereas Kickstarter did did not. Yeah. So what's been the biggest surprise of your Indiegogo campaign thus far? Well, we're, we've been getting great traction, but um, I'm surprised there aren't more comments. The first time we did the solar pump, there were lots and lots of comments from our uh, customers, our backers. And this time there's very few. I think that we are excited about, we still have 28 days left and we're super excited to keep pushing this and sharing our story. Basically, the Quinn will allow you to have free light and power wherever you go because all you need is the sun to charge the battery and have light and power for your phone. Indeed. Well, this has been awesome, Alice. This is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions at you. You good to go? Yes. Let's do it. So what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? I basically wanted to help people. I, I realized that capitalism doesn't have to be just about the bottom line and, and profit. It can also be something that can change the world and make lives better. So. That's basically why I became an entrepreneur. So if you could meet with any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? Oh, gosh. It would probably be Steve Jobs, maybe. 
Okay. What what would have been your first question for Steve? What's the most important part of building a company for a CEO? Yeah. What book would you recommend to our audience? I would recommend Tribes by Seth Godin. Great read. What's your favorite country you've traveled to? My favorite country? Hmm. I've been to maybe 20 countries, and I... I have to say maybe Haiti. Okay. Last question. What does the future of crowdfunding look like? I think that the future of crowdfunding is going to shift more and more into a localized marketing platform with hybridized relationships between crowdfunding, such as Kickstarter and Indiegogo, and great marketing companies, as well as this increase in, in the development of, of using social media for retail. Interesting. Well, Alice, this is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch. Tell people what you're all about, where people should go, and why they should check you out. We are really excited about being on this show with Roy, and thank you so much for having me. We think that you're going to love our new product called The Quinn which you can take anywhere in the world and have free light and power. But it also is a magical lantern that will make you smile and has given hope to so many people. Our products have given hope to over 600,000 people all over the world. And with each purchase, we give a light. And right now, our lights are in Indonesia, helping the tsunami and earthquake victims there, and also our lights are helping victims of Hurricane Michael. There were 1.6 million people without power after Hurricane Michael, and I guess FEMA wasn't helping there either. Anyway, so we're really excited. Please visit our Indiegogo campaign. Just Google Quinn at Indiegogo, and check out our campaign and please back us. Absolutely. Well, Alice, this has been great audience. Thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit art of the for the notes, the transcript links to the campaign and everything we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, the gadget flow and backer kit. And if you like this episode, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Alice, thank you so much for joining us today on art of the kickstart. Thank you. Roy. Great to be here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it. And of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.